All right, all right, guys. You know what that sound means. It is time for fantasy football. That's right. The Barbershop Group is opening up its fantasy football league today. We've got 20 slots, 20 teams available going head-to-head the whole year. If you win, you'll get a personalized trophy from us at the Barbershop Group. You'll also be invited to be a special guest on our podcast. Can't beat that. So head over to Facebook, click the link, and sign up through ESPN. Hello, everybody. This is Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. I am glad to be back on there with you guys today. Hopefully, you all are preparing for a great weekend. You've got some good things going on with your family. If you uh, don't have a family yet, hopefully, you're going to get out there and kick it a little bit. Kick it for me so I can live vicariously through you. I'll appreciate that, but do it in a safe way, okay? And as I always say, don't forget to take care of yourself, all right? That is extremely, extremely important. Today, guys, um, you know, I want to talk to you all about something that I know it bothers me. And for some of you all listening, I know this is going to hit home. It probably bothers you, too. Uh, Recently, I did a podcast where I talked about my son kind of, you know, going to one of his scouting meetings and being bombarded with the notion that he was a black man. And my son obviously knows that he's a black man. He knows he's a black kid. Uh, We go through this. But that's not what he was really showing up for. And that bothered me a little bit. But I also know that there are many of you guys out there, if you're African-American and you're fathers, you deal with a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress that comes along with being a dad. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. And we've got a special guest um, with us today. We've got Jessica Reed with us today. Jessica, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you? you guys, we've got Jessica in the building today, okay, and she's a mental health uh, licensed professional counselor, sorry, and she's based in Memphis, Tennessee, and Mississippi, okay? Some of you guys know that Memphis is right there in the corner, and you can just bounce back and forth between uh, Memphis and, uh, and Mississippi, and so she is licensed in both states, all right? Uh, she's worked with children, adolescents. She's worked with adults and, you know, in the school districts out in Memphis and in Mississippi as well. And she also worked as a behavioral specialist uh, in the school system. She is currently working with DeSoto Family Counseling in Mississippi, but she's also growing her own private practice, as many therapists are today. So it's great that she's trying to uh, to uh, get off that wheel and become a full-time entrepreneur like so many people that we know out there. So Jessica, it's good to have you in the building today. Oh, thank you. All right. So you heard me mention a little bit uh, about this. And before we started uh, recording the podcast, we talked a little bit about just the stress of being a black father today. Absolutely. Let's just get it out. There's a lot of stress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. And And people will be like, what do you mean? It's a lot of stress. What's different about it? Okay. What is different about it? Well, I mean, if you guys heard uh, the podcast earlier that I spoke about regarding my son and, and scouting and being reminded that he was black, you know, nobody else is really going through that like that, you see. And, and it's a great thing for us to be aware of our heritage, right, to be aware of, of uh, the great ancestors uh, before us and things like that. But gosh, does it ever make it stressful? Okay. 
So, Jessica, I, I have a question for you. I have a lot of questions for you, but one of my first questions is, is okay. this. Have you recognized that, you know, the, the stress levels in black fathers, do, you, do they come to you and talk to you about this? Or do you even see it? Do you see it in the media, for example? Absolutely. And I would, I would say historically, our communities, especially communities of color, experience a really unique and considerable amount of challenges in assessing services that relate to managing the stress as new parents, but especially as men of color. Yeah. Um, I see it in my office, um, being able to work through shedding that Superman status, but then also the media has this picture of what a black man should look like as a dad, as a working um, male, as a professional. And it's almost as if you can't get away from that, that layer that you have to walk around with all the time. And that in itself can be really stressful and sometimes even overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know that I maybe, I don't think I'm speaking for myself. I think I'm probably speaking for quite a few people, but you know, one of the things that I get from, from American society, I, I feel this pressure a little bit that like people don't really, really, they aren't sure if the black father is really supposed to be present or, or, or not, or if black fathers really have family values or not. So, so if you are that guy that shows up at work and says, hey, look boss, I've got to leave early because I have to take my son to the doctor, you know, a lot of guys have told me, hey, man, I don't feel so comfortable doing that. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if I can go to, to my employer and tell them, hey, listen, um, I need to take a week off because I've got something going on with one of my daughters. You see, right. like, like and what, do you, what is it, Jessica, that causes black men to feel like they can't stand up like that? So I would say, actually, Charles, that there are a couple of things. And this starts probably as early as the age in which your son is now experiencing and kind of seeing that through a mirror. Society has taught our Black men to, one, isolate their feelings. They're seen, but they're not seen. So the, the safe space that they need to be human first and to actually work through some of that isn't normalized. So not only does it feel uncomfortable for them, it's almost, like you said, it's, it's uncommon. So your employer would be kind of looking to you to say, well, culturally, the stigma is that, you know, Black men are not in the home. They're more single moms. It's the strong mom. And that's kind of what society has pushed pushed as an agenda, but we're also finding now there's a trend that there are so many great fathers and great fathers that are men of color that are able to be emotionally honest and explore that stress. But until they get to that place where they can do that, I'm not sure that that's probably a barrier that's keeping that, that weight on their shoulders. Yeah. A lot of men of color are actually unaware that they're suffering or they're under type of stress because it's been normalized. It's been their life. It's almost just a part of who you're supposed to be. Yeah. So trying to shed that and do that inner child work that maybe you didn't get as a child doesn't create a safe space for you to do the work to be able to show up in a healthy way for your family. Mm, yeah, I hear you. And it's, it's interesting that you say that. I'm, I'm thinking about um, some of my friends and I have two friends and I've done a done a couple shows with these guys uh, in the past and we talk about our children, but I asked them, I said, how many people do you talk to about your children? Right. And they were like, dude, 
not a lot of guys talk about their kids like that. Okay. Right. But the, the crazy part about it is as we started to dig in a little more, well, then it came out Well, really, it's not a lot of black guys are talking about their kids like that. They're proud of their kids. They're happy to be in their kids' lives, but they're not talking about them like mm -hmm. that. You see? And then it made right. me wonder, well, why not? So, uh, Jessica, why do you think that black men who are proud fathers, who are active fathers, aren't necessarily talking about their children the way that maybe their white counterparts might be? I think one, they haven't been taught what that looks like to do that. And it's not widely accepted by friends, even thinking about how men feel comfortable to disclose feelings or think about how many guys are comfortable to say, hey man, I had a bad day today or I'm frustrated. It's few and far in between that they're able to be intentional and one, even explore their feelings. Men have a lot going on inside, but they're not always really sure about how to go about verbalizing that or recognizing what that feels. And so oftentimes it's internalized as it's just a lot of stress or I'm coming off as irritable or angry. But we haven't created a space that allows men, allow men to be that person that, that's able to say, I'm a, I'm a proud father, or you know what, I am concerned about my kids' grades. I'm gonna be at, you know, the parent-teacher conference just as well. When you think about school and community, we, they look at mothers first, going right. all the way back to that stigma of the strong woman, the strong black woman. Right, yeah, absolutely. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I, I think too about something that um, we don't get to hear a lot of black fathers talk about, and this was something that I encountered probably several months ago uh, now, but um, this will be a revelation for for a lot of people. You know, one of my one of my daughters was speaking uh, with me about something that was was bothersome for her, and it's a particular as as many adolescent, you know, middle school age, high school age children do. They watch YouTube and they see things. And uh, my daughter, you know, said, uh, hey, listen, I got something I want to talk to you about. And I was like, okay. Um, and she said, um, you know, I saw a video and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for this. Where are we going with this one? And mm -hmm. she said, um, you know, there was a girl that I saw on the video and I identified with her. And I said, well, what was it about? And so she sent me the video. And it was a video about a young lady who uh, was watching, watching a commercial and she saw, she saw a, uh, a young man on TV who uh, had his you know, rainbow flag and uh, he was a member of the gay community and she identified with him, this girl did on TV. And so my daughter said, wow, you know what? I actually, I, I, I felt that dad i really felt that and i was like whoa wait, wait a minute you felt what <laughs> okay <laughs> like, what did you feel <laughs> all right and she said um you know i always wonder like what was up with me and i said do you have something you want to tell me and she was like mm, kind of i said well what and she said um i kind of find boys and girls attractive right mm -hmm. and all of my previous conversations uh, with my buddies and stuff, all that stuff just fell aside for the moment. And I was just a regular dad, 
You know, I wasn't a dad with an agenda. I wasn't a social activist dad. I wasn't this politically savvy dad or anything like that. Uh Um, And I told my buddies about that. And I said, guys, what would you have said to your daughter? And they were like, dude, I just tell my daughter that I loved her, you know? And it was so cool to see like the tough bravado Mm -hmm. fall off. Right. During that moment, you see, mm-hmm. um, because as you know, in the, in the black community, we still have a lot of people who are afraid of, of people in the gay community. You know, they have, all yeah. types of, they have all types of ideas, whether they are social ideas, religious ideas and whatever. And so there's a, there's an automated response that you're supposed to give as a black father, right? <laughs> Right. And I, and I think too, Charles, that has a lot to do with black and African-American men in general are really particularly concerned about stigma, but that directly correlates with how they see themselves. But I'm not sure that they are always correlating that, you Mm. know, when time to kind of show that peace, like you said, in that moment, there, that Superman status, all of that was off and you were vulnerable. You were able to be present with her. And I'm even thinking about what type of relationship you've created with her intentionally for her to feel comfortable to say that to you without thinking about it, just thinking like, okay, I saw this. I want to share this with my father. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely kind of like a, you know, whoa. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've worked with enough people in different scenarios that, Hey, pick your, pick your jaw, jaw up off the ground, keep it moving. This is real life. Um, But there are so many guys yet, Jessica, who, you know, they're not there. We know there are guys out there who just, that would really, really ruffle their feathers. And so, you know, let's talk about stress. Like, like, let's dig into this, this stress as, as a lot of black fathers are dealing with, you know, they're caught between two polarizing things right now. I, I say polarizing, maybe not, not exactly that, but you have the social expectations or you have the expectations that the white status quo is kind of like, you know, invisibly placed now we say, uh, but then you have the, the expectations of maybe black women on the fathers. Right. And then you got their own expectations. So you got these, these expectations coming from three different places. And it's no wonder that a lot of black dads are like, dude, I'm losing my hair right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, where do black fathers start who are caught between these three points of pressure, but who aren't necessarily talking about it? Absolutely. So let, let me clear this up a little bit first. So when you talked about, let's get into stress, I immediately started thinking about what stressors are there that are specifically related to men of color, because mm-hmm. we know that that's, that looks very different for our men versus other men and ethnicities, right? right? So like you said, there are layers. We're thinking about money and finances, and that goes back to culturally and generationally mm-hmm. that, you know, we're thinking about the race. We're thinking about our job. They're thinking about their job and careers. Yeah. Then you have family and the relationship, and then you add the health and the and illness that comes along with that, right? Right, right. There's, it's like an onion that we're peeling back and thinking about how do we teach men starting even early 
to be able to take care of themselves in the way that they feel like this is normal. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm not feeling like I'm, I'm more of a woman because I'm, I'm going to get my yearly physical so that I can stay healthy. Right. 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 Um, <laughs> if I'm being more intentional about my self care, I'm not doing the girly thing. I'm doing what's a priority for me right. because you can't be a healthy father. You can't be a healthy brother if you're not a healthy individual first. Yeah. And that goes back to how you're seeing yourself, mm-hmm. which, you know, oftentimes that's been created for you based on how other people saw you in your childhood. So there's so many layers that if men have been in a space where they've been isolating feelings, that they're having to peel back. Yeah. Right. Right it's walls that we're trying to break through um, so that they can actually get to a space and authentically address what's stressing them out and being able to even ask for and receive the support that's going to help them get through those stressors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a lot. Um, Yeah. And I just, I know that um, there are so many men out there who are, some are, are conscious, they're aware of it, and they're, they're afraid, but they're afraid to, to say anything to anybody. And then there are those who are, who are not aware of it, and they're just kind of, you know, there are other actions. They're acting out in other ways. They're just internalizing things, right? So mm-hmm. um, in, in, terms of, in terms of taking care of ourselves, because you talked about that, that self-care, peace you know um let's talk a little bit more if you could about how self-care is directly directly related to um you know interactions with say our children now i mean obviously we know hey if you go to the doctor and you take a physical and everything is clear you're good but what are some of the psychological ways self-care impacts the father-child relationship Well, for a lot of black men, unmanaged stress is a silent killer, right? So again, going back to we're stressed, but we don't understand that actually um, after six months is considered chronic stress or I'm stressed about the bills and now it may look like the father that doesn't have the mental capacity when he gets home to engage with his family intentionally. He wants to like just go disassociate and watch TV or play the video game or actually you know, the other stress of work is coming in and now he wants to do that. Mm, um, there, okay. There's a lot to consider. You may be more irritable, right? You don't want to have that time for your children. Those things that actually made you happy sitting down and having dinner. Now we don't have the time because I have to meet this deadline at work. Or yeah. how do you prioritize the way that you see yourself? Is it successful dad, father, provider first, which is, you know, a lot of men's first go-to. I feel much more like a man if I can provide financially for my family, but Mm -hmm. emotionally where I'm not present or even physically, my body is in the house, but I'm not engaging or connecting with someone else. Right. Um, And that also looks like even with your children being able to come and talk to you, who do they go to when they're having a stressful day? Do they know like dad's going to be there? And it's a good balance because we don't want to, you know, create this idea that, um, we don't get stressed out and that kind of thing. But I think there's an intentional 
structure that has to say, okay, when I'm home, this is the way that I want to show up as, as a father. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I may have to be a little bit more aggressive at work or a little more stern, but I also have to find that nurturing part of me when I'm at home for my wife and for my children. Yeah. Um, and I saw this quote somewhere on Instagram that said, finding the time to spend with wife and kids isn't an issue of, about time, but actually an issue of intentionality. Okay. And I thought that was so powerful because a lot of men are like, I got to go to the gym after work, right. Um, right. working late to get ahead. And my, my priority, which is what really makes me happy and what's driving me, my family, is actually being put last. Right. Yeah. And oftentimes we don't see that until the damage is done, right? We're disconnected or, mm -hmm. you know, the divorce, the separation, those kind of things. Right. Getting on top of that is first being able to identify what your current stressors are as for a, a black man, but for your family. Right. What's stressing you out? What do you tend to find that primary feeling of stress? Is it at work? Is it at home? Where do you feel off balance? And starting right. there to create space around how can I prioritize this the next day, the next week? How can I intentionally connect with my wife? Is it like putting the date nights on the calendar, putting family time on the calendar, that kind of thing? If it's not on the calendar, like the bills and the deadlines, how really important is that priority to you? Right. Absolutely. That is a that is a very good point. Uh, I read that somewhere else and it, it really just makes sense because a lot of people have all types of calendars with all types of important things on there, but you'll look up and you won't see important things on there for families. And so that's kind of like a red flag that something needs to needs to change. So, Jessica, we are running out of time, uh, but I want to be able to uh, provide the listeners with contact information for you. Again, you guys have been listening to Jessica Reed, who is a licensed mental health care practitioner out of Memphis, Tennessee, as well as Mississippi. Um, if everybody wanted to, to reach you, uh, how would they go about reaching you? Um, so they can reach me at my website, which is reedcounseling.com. That's reed, R-E-E-D, counseling.com. Um, I also can be reached on social media at underscore read by read. That's underscore R-E-A-D by read, R-E-E-D. Um, and you can also reach me via phone, 901-610-1720. Okay, guys. Thank you very much, Jessica, for that. We will make sure that this is in your show notes. You can just click on it right from your phone if you are in the Tennessee or Mississippi area, do not hesitate to get in touch with her. Also, if you're beyond uh, Tennessee or Mississippi, please follow her on Instagram. Uh, we'll include that. And she, she's also on Facebook, so you can follow her that way as well. You know, uh, next time we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of these topics of self-care related to, to fathers. I mean, because we could spend a lot of time on it, uh, Jessica. We may have to have right. come back on sometime. Uh, <laughs> But we, we definitely thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. Uh, just it's, it's always helpful to hear uh, what uh, mental health practitioners have to say. And it's great to have a new focus. Um, we know that there have been a lot of communities that have been neglected uh, by mental health practitioners. And so hopefully you guys have enjoyed what it is that you have heard. Again, if you have any questions, you can reach her out to her directly, or you can reach us at info at the and we can pass along uh, your questions 
to her, okay? So again, guys, we know the weekend is coming up. We hope that you all will be well. Take care of yourselves. You heard Jessica say that. That's very important uh, so that you're able to spend some quality time uh, with your family and your loved ones and uh, just have a good weekend and we will talk to you soon.